Welcome back to Challenges of Faith Radio program. Challenges of Faith Radio can be heard on Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeart, TuneIn, Block Talk, Podbean, and others. I'm Gary McCann, so I'd like to first and foremost acknowledge the listeners and thank you for joining. Our guest today is R.B. Roberts, the Senior Volunteer Associate at HGRBS. R.B., thanks for coming on Challenges of Faith radio program. You're welcome, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. Praise the Lord. Hey. Uh, can I All offer right. prayer first? You can sure I can. Prayer? Yes. Well, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your will be done. Amen. Amen. How are you in the family, my brother? Well, we're, we're doing just fine. And you? Good, good. All is well. All is well. It's a good day, good, peaceful day. It's a, it's a joyous day having you on, getting ready to fellowship apart from the knowledge. R.B., yeah, what, does, what does HGRBS stand for? Well, this honor guard residential I want to take these uh, these headphones off because it doesn't seem like my mic is coming through. Hey, so I, I'm whatever you want to do, brother. Use... It's your program. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right, listeners, just be patient for a so, moment. Wait. And, um, yes. And let God continue to have His way. Amen. Yes. HDRB stands for Honor Guard Residential Business Services. All right. And the organization's mission? The mission, basically, is to focus on... I have a bit of a cold here. Excuse me, brother. It's all right. Uh, The primary thing is to focus on the residents. So we need to, and we often do, communicate with, and we are willing to, and we do support their rights, their privileges, our rights, and our privileges. This is in terms of matters of home maintenance and improvement. You know, uh, Brother R.B., let me just say this in correlation of what you just shared. You know, residents are very, very important. And a lot of times I think people, irrespective of who people are and what their titles happen to be, tend to forget that because without residents or citizens, you're nowhere at all. What is the organization's fundamental service ethic? Well, the the service ethic ethic, uh, is um, threefold. It's not just one. First is the residents, and it's to uphold the integrity of their cooperation. It's it's a... Nonprofit, and second is to be sure that the information residents receive is complete and without cost. Third, I have to harp on this one: volunteers. Mm-hmm. We try to we, we try to keep volunteers as informed as possible. That this is not a job. This isn't something where they're working 
for money, but it's something which we do ourselves as a whole, volunteers, something that we do ourselves because we have a passion for it, not because there's something in it for us. So those are the three things. Keep the integrity of the help, keep the integrity of the organization in, in progress, and this is done with consulting with associates, other associates. I, I have advisors, and I'm also an advisor. So it's not just RB. There are other people entailed. So I try to keep that focus in mind. And then, as far as the, uh, the residents are concerned, now it's not just without price, but it's without sign up, without a requirement to sign in or to access residential information. Not required. I just, you know, I, just, um, I just have to bring that in. And the volunteers, no, other volunteers know that. So, great. yes. No, that's great. That's invaluable information, especially for the listeners. And one of the things that's important that I hear uh, that, uh, that you're speaking on, RB, is relative to the core word of ethic, which is very, very important because you're talking about a characteristic of a person. And then you really... Yes are talking about servanthood. You know, I'm reminded of, of um, I was in a board meeting one day and uh, with co-directors and uh, there was a, uh, a new executive director and um, as he was sharing, all was listening, as was mm-hmm. I. And, and, um, and I shared with him, mentioned to him that... Uh, that he was a servant to the people, to the residents, to the citizens, and he made it clear that he wasn't. And I respectfully <laughs> uh, reminded him that he was. That was that was the reason why he was in his role to serve. And once you forget yeah. that, then you, you've you've lost you've lost out from the people who are in need of your services. RB, yes. In what uh-huh. way? Does HGRBF encourage others to share critical information? Oh, we put out the volunteers. We have ads. We post for volunteers to let people know that this is something which is available, and if they like, they can take advantage of it to show their concern for residents where they are. Although the nonprofit is local, statewide and national. That's not uh, an overall approach in terms of each individual. So if we're not in a certain area or if we don't want to uh, be involved in other areas, then we've got our own area to be in. See, Mother Teresa, she once said, don't worry about all the masses. This isn't a new quote. This is an idea of what she was saying. She, just, she says, don't worry about all the other people. The world. Help the person nearest you. And so this is an idea which HGRBS likes to put across to uh, volunteers, that they don't have to uh, work on a mass scale. Some do, uh, uh, online, of course, via, you know, the, the Internet, right? But no, 
doesn't have to be statewide, but it can be in your own neighborhood. So those are three things that we would like to uh, continue to get across and to share with those who may be interested in doing this sort of thing. Did I answer that question? You sure did, because that's powerful information, for, especially for that person <laughs> with the desire to volunteer. And as you so indicate, you're talking about communication. And you're talking about not only right. from a national standpoint or a global standpoint, but where one is. And a lot of times Amen. I think we forget about that we can be where we are and still be of help to our neighbor. Mm-hmm. RB, our citizens. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. No, no, go ahead. This is your program. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mentioned what the initials were for, what they represented, but I, I neglected to say this. Honor guard. When we think of honor guard, we think of people who are celebrating. You hear what I'm saying? We're celebrating. Mm-hmm. We're not just languishing. We're celebrating. It's a good cause. And so when... We say honorary, or we say that we are on a guard. This is what it is. It's a celebration of this situation being addressed because it hardly ever is and hardly anyone thinks about it. And so that's what where the honor guard comes in, business, residential business services. Now, when I say business services, some will say, oh, Oh, goodness, uh, yeah, uh-huh. But, yes, yeah, uh-huh, because the home setting is a social business organization. And so something which HGRB has, continues to uh, get across and to attempt to get across is that the home setting is a social business organization. And just like any other organization, we should have or it would be to our advantage to have an application process. So when we, ha- when we have to go to, uh, when we want a job in the business world, in the regular commercial business world, it's an application. You get what I'm saying? It's an application. That's right. Because this That's is right. the first line of defense for business because the business does not know who this person really is or who these people really are. So they must search and see what this person is, who this person is, if this person is what he or she says uh, he is or she is, if they represent the right thing for the company. And so the home Mm -hmm. setting, in, uh, in our regard, we rarely do that. But home is a business, too, and we do not want anyone in our home, around our home, who does not benefit the household. And so uh, we continue to push this process because we just don't think about that. That's right. That's right. You know what? Uh, Hey, one of the things I, I enjoy hearing. I, I didn't want to overtalk you, brother. No, no, no. I, you don't. Hey, hey, you did, share. But... You share as God leads you to share. Because one of the things that was important as you were sharing, as it relates to HG from an honor guard standpoint, it reminded me as we opened the program, uh, giving honor yeah. unto God at the same time. And so, Amen. what you are really 
trying to get across to the listeners or those who will become a part of uh, being uh, of assistance to others is the fact that, you know, it still comes back to uh, being your character and your motive and why. And at the same time, which leads into the next question, making sure that just anybody can't come aboard and just anybody can't be of assistance trying to go into somebody else's home. Mm-hmm. Brother R.B., are citizens sufficiently prepared to detect dishonest contractors? On the overall, according to what we've found uh, and what I personally experienced and uh, discovered, no. No and no. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Why do you think that is? Oh, no. I, I'll put it this way. I've done research. Volunteers have done research in this particular area. And we found that most people who are private home decision makers in America do not invest time necessary to view a situation where a homeowner has been defrauded, where a single mom raising small children has been defrauded, seniors disabled, a number of people. We normally don't think about that, and even if we are, we do not regularly invest the time necessary to set up a system of home defense in order to allay our making a wrong decision. And so, yes, most private home decision makers are not prepared because they do not have the knowledge or the understanding of how to successfully or to diminish their um, uh, the margin for an erroneous decision. You know that <clears throat> I always look at everything like a relationship and that reminded me, especially as you use the example of the single mom and so forth or the seniors, yeah. that um, that is unfortunately in my line of work uh, prevention it is unfortunately mm-hmm. the case a lot of times because you know you're you've let down your uh, trustworthy guard and you're just mm-hmm. listening to people based on what they're saying and not checking the shoe leather at the same time to see if they match and then you find yeah. yourself a victim unfortunately oftentimes who are most affected by the deceptive resident contractor Relationship. Yes. Well, I think. Uh, excuse me. Uh, for your question, brother. My my apologies, Tara. No, go ahead. I, I think what you're trying to say, or are saying, but in a different way, is who are the most vulnerable? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Now, the most vulnerable are our seniors. I've mentioned single moms. I mentioned the disabled. I didn't mention, though, the new homeowners. 
they are they don't know about this. The deceitful type know this. Hey, I'm in the new neighborhood. Oh, look at my house. I oh great oh contractor. Oh, I never dealt with contracts before. But yes, uh, yes. What? Oh yes, that sounds good. Here, take fifty fifty thousand dollars. And I, I know you keep you worried. I can tell. I know people. Yeah, you sure do. Especially the person you don't even know anymore because they disappeared and you don't know where they are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it does affect. Also, um, the uh, people who are new homeowners. So it's our seniors, disabled, single women, with or without children, because they're more bold, emboldened by seeing a woman. And new homeowners, they're the most vulnerable. Yeah, so it turns out that the person, uh, irrespective of who they are and the titles and so forth, if they are praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, not what we were doing when we started off the program, (laughs) P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, if they are preying on people, studying people so that they can ultimately do them harm, um, then they're really uh, a criminal, period. And that's all one can uh, say about them. There's no uh, if, buts, perhaps about it. I was reminded of of two individuals. Uh, One had um, gotten caught um, stealing uh, $300. Another one got caught uh, stealing $300,000, and both of them appeared before a judge. And the one who had gotten caught uh, uh, stealing $300,000 when the judge called him a thief, he told the judge, no, I'm just an embezzler. You're a thief. <laughs> that, that's what you are. You're a thief, no matter how fancy you, you play the game with it. Oh, uh-huh. Brother, <laughs> brother, R.B. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Because you know, there are people out there, they, they yeah, play their a- game. You know, think about yeah. it. They play their game. Others may call them white collar crime and all. You're a criminal, okay? Criminal. And that's what you're. Criminal. You're really trying to bring it forth to those that are vulnerable, those uh, mm-hmm. that are affected by uh, these deceptive uh, contractors. When HGRBS speaks of home defense, what does that mean? Well, it's 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 a way of driving home the point. To especially our constituency of private home decision makers, not necessarily just homeowners, but even those who rent and lease, are accountable to the person who owns it for their actions. So this is why we emphasize private home makers. I mean, (laughs) private Mm -hmm. home owners. But this isn't solely for private home owners. Since some who rent and lease have authorization, mm-hmm. so they're authorized residents who can do, who can hire, but they have to con- first confer with the homeowner. So the homeowners are top, mm-hmm. it's top right here. So what are you saying, Real Gary? That's right. Yep, that's yes. right. You know, and you're really doing a great service, and I hope. The listeners who are listening today and those who will be listening 
understand that what you're really doing is breaking it down from a relationship standpoint, you know, whether it's the person or the children or the older person or the one who is disabled. And then you're talking about the home and you're talking about whether one is an owner or a renter or a leaser. It doesn't make a difference. It's, It's all a part of a relationship. And you're really trying to, Make sure that uh-huh. people are aware, uh-huh. but they got to have the knowledge. And what you're doing, and others with you are bringing the knowledge, so that you're taking it from the top shelf. You're not making an assumption. You're bringing it down, making it clear, so that one like me can understand. So I would know how to proceed, so that I don't become a victim of that deceptive resident contractor. Brother RB, yes. you, you have indicated that it's not a job. It's a personal activity being the volunteer creed. How long have you been a volunteer? Uh, on overall, volunteering, I've done that most of my life. But as mm-hmm. a volunteer with HTRBS, 11 years, December 1st, 2020. I mean, All right. yeah, 2020. And congratulations. More letters than numbers. I heard that. Yes. <laughs> As a senior volunteer, yes. what does some of your responsibility entail? Well, the, uh, the main thing, the main thing is to keep the residents in mind. That is the main thing. There's an integrity factor involved. So something which is really difficult to do, but yes, uh, it's important to continue to communicate with other volunteers because they're not on HGRBS time. They are on their time. We are on our time. It is our own personal time. So when it's said, that it's not a job, but a personal activity. What's meant by that is you do not owe HGRBS anything. You are not obligated to HGRBS. You are an ally, not a member. You're not someone who has to answer to HGRBS. Of course, I'm talking about an an official way as you would someone who's over you who you don't even like maybe. Mm-hmm. But in the hiring situation, even if you hate a person's guts, you know, we, we do that now. You have to listen to what they say. No one has to listen to a single thing any volunteer says if they're not willing to. This is how the organization operates. We do not force people and say, well, if you don't do this, then you won't get that. No. We do not work that way. So when we say that it's not a job but a personal activity, it's something that each individual independently decides to do, a passion for it. Not what's in it for me. No, if you, if a person, I keep saying the you thing, but if a person has that sort of predisposition, then surely HGRBS or participating with HGRBS is really not a good idea 
because it's nonsense, it's not tolerated, and it's that's about it. When you do something like that, that's mm-hmm. it, it. Just it just really tosses mm-hmm. me off balance because this is not what we are about. That's right. So it's, it's a personal activity and it's, it's something that uh, anyone can do. What HWBS does is offer information. HWBS says, we've got this available. We've got that available. Would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? So it's up to the individual to decide if he or she wants to do this or do that. What is HGRBS's free service policy? Oh, that, that, that's been oh, no, my turn again. Uh, praise the Lord. Yes, um, the free service policy, it's, it's really a, a three-tier thing, and I think I mentioned something uh, in that regard, but it's more than just a free service policy. It's the people. It's the residents. It's the residents who need information or who may need information or who inquire about uh, uh, certain things relative to home service. And so it's, first of all, the residents. And second of all, it's being sure that they receive the information they need without being charged a thing. So the free service policy of HGRBS, connect with us. Don't worry about signing up. I mentioned that. Don't mention about, don't, don't, worry, don't worry about signing in. Just tap that key, get there, and collect any and all the information you like. Free. God does not sell water. I probably mentioned this before, but your people who take water and keep others from it because they have to process it for selling. This is God's water. This is free. Mm-hmm. So right. we've got the audacity to isolate water from other people, especially from those who may, may right across the line from us. We've got the audacity to do that when God doesn't even do it. So we feel that how can we uh, uh, keep information from people on condition. God is an unconditional God. He has certain conditions. But on the overall, he doesn't say, well, if you want to breathe, you got to do this. If you want to breathe, you got to do that. If you want my air, then you have to do this for me. No. He says, here. It's like Paul said to that beggar at the, at the temple. Silver and gold have I not, but such is what I have that I give to you. And that is the approach. Of yes. That's right. RB, how do you assist there, in... Was there something else? Yep. Was, was no, there something, no. You, that, you, you, there's a lull there. Was there something uh, else that, you, uh, that that I missed? No, 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 because you, you, you expounded on uh, that which was free from the service policy standpoint and you correlated to uh, the, the water aspect and the air and so forth, and you really made it clear that it's about, okay. it really comes back to is about the resident. Praise God, yes. How, 
Yes, sir. How do you assist? Well, and, and, and the beautiful part about it that a lot of times people, uh, whether they are believers of the household of faith or saints or the ain'ts, uh, a lot of times we forget uh, mm-hmm. who it all stems from, from our creator standpoint. Mm-hmm. And um, then we get lost in the shovel out there and until finally something happens or uh, a myriad of circumstances that causes us to return to him, that's when we wake up mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. what it's about mm-hmm. and we'll move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Kind of that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, today. Mm-hmm. How do you assist in meeting major challenges of society's neglect or short-sightedness regarding private home residents making safer <laughs> and wiser decisions about residential <laughs> contractors? Oh, well, I, no, I, was, no, I was just laughing about that. Uh, uh, well, we're back to God. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're back to God. Now, you're talking about the resources and information? Mm-hmm. Are you referring to the sort of information? Well, just the same. Well, I'm asking you. You just asked me. So uh, yes. No. We have no. A homeowner. Mm-hmm. We Go have ahead. home. No, you're right. Okay. We we have homeowners guides. They're freely accessible online. Articles. And, and content anywhere you go on our sites. We have a, a number of. We have a network. Anywhere you go. Use information anywhere. So it's free. As I said again, I'll say again, there's no sign-up. HGRBS does need an individual's information. If the the individual needs what HGRBS has in terms of the data, free. No charge. Just tap the key and be there. Our volunteers. No, go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Sometimes I, 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 when I go off like that, you know, I, I'm told, I'm told that you know, I, I sometimes uh, skip, skip something. But those are the items of information available to anyone who would like to access them. No, that is that was the answer uh, for that particular question, I believe, because that is in fact making. Uh, the private home resident safer and, and causes them to make wise decisions about the individuals that they're going to interact with as it relates to contractors. And the only way that one can do it is, you know, to learn. You know, and that reminded me of what you were sharing about the, uh, uh, the free online um, information. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, I was um, – I headed into the uh, uh, the corporate world, and an 86-year-old uh, lady had stopped me. And she said, uh, Gary, before you uh, go on, just remember to ensure mm-hmm. that you've done all you could do. She said, to make sure that uh, you walk a person to the well of water. Don't force them to drink. But stay in there long enough to give them the cup and show them how, how before you go on. And then she said, and don't stay there too long because 
there's someone else that needs you and the person that you're helping may keep you there with them so that the other person don't receive the help that they need. <laughs> and this is what wow, you're that, really wow. I mean, is sharing. This, is, this, is this something that really happened? Yes. Yes. Uh, I go back to the individual. I'm not saying in you're the, telling, um, not telling the truth, but it's, it's, it's like, Wow, you know, yeah. I'm listening to something, to something else. Come on, get pump it up, brother. <laughs> no, I'm only saying it because, you know, God reminds you, and, and as we were sharing, it's really correlating to the relationship, and it was reminded of the individual who was a new exec uh, director, and and I uh, was blessed to be able to have helped, uh, um, humbly speaking, 40-some uh-huh. thousand people. But I did all I could do, and it was time to move forward as God would lead me. And so those lessons are invaluable mm-hmm. because it encompasses helping people, but at the same time, while helping people, what are you learning as well? And that's why when we go back and uh-huh. we started the program off, leading to all uh-huh. that you are sharing for the people, mm-hmm. for the volunteers, for the listeners, and for me, is that yes. it is important while volunteering to make sure you you check your character, but you can't self-check. You need God there in your life to be a part of <laughs> checking it, and you need others. Oh, that's, that's a good that's one. Why write that one down. We move forward. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's right. You can't self. You get. You have to speak. Get to the source. God. No, go that's on. Right. Go on, brother. That's right. Go no, on, because uh-huh. in a correlation with God, you need individuals hopefully in the right relationship with God, like yourself that has been that mm-hmm. way for years, so that therefore yeah. when individuals, whether they are newborn or whether they think they got it going on or those who know not, so that when you come along and they learn that your lips does in fact match your shoes and you're there motivated <laughs> just trying to help them be the best they should be while protecting their family their children uh-huh. and their home and or mm-hmm. their property, that they know that somebody came along with care to do that. And hopefully they take a moment and ask you why you care so that God yeah, has right. opened the door so that you can present that testimony mm-hmm. that he would have you to for their individual lives. Brother R.B., uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. are, volunteers, are volunteers members of HGRBS? And where are they located? Uh, the volunteers? No, they're 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 they're. Uh, we're, no, I'm not even a member. Okay, I mean, you know, if you want to look at it that way, uh, no, I, I, I I'm just a senior volunteer a consultant, and uh, okay. I participate uh, with other volunteers. So, um, is there, can you mention that question again? I was distracted by something. Yes, I sure can. Uh, and, and you answered the one part. Are they are the volunteers members? And you indicated no. And and where are they located? And I believe you had answered that earlier. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where you said they're they're located uh, nationally. Correct yes, me if I'm wrong. Uh, okay. Yes, and okay. Yes, I'll I'll add, add a bit more for you, uh, Brother McCann. All uh, right. Uh, huh. No, I said all uh-huh. right. No, I oh, said cool. all right. 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 All right. <laughs> all right. Yes. That's right. 
Yeah. But, uh, Fellowship <laughs> time, brother. Fellowship time. In the yeah. midst of talking about the organization. Yes, yes. Um, the volunteers, uh, instead of just saying nationally, the mm-hmm. volunteers in Seattle, statewide, and nationally. So that's the entire picture. So uh, this year, there were less volunteers because the nonprofit had technical issues with its web host, who somehow lost something in cyberspace, which kept volunteers from getting our responses. And this was going on for a, a number of months until IT brought it up and said, you know something? A lot is going out, but hardly anything is coming in. And hmm, we said, wow. so we checked, with, we, we checked with the web host. The web host got back to us and says, well, this, why didn't they tell us that months ago? So what happened this year is that um, there were people who were willing from different parts of the country who were willing to get more information to see what they could do to support our residents. The nonprofit was responding, but they were not getting it. That that, that is something that uh, really gets to my mind. Wow, wow, wow. And Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's like there's someone across the water, and you've got a boat to get to them. So you get in the boat, but as soon as you get in the middle of the water, there's a huge line of corals. You can't get there, and it delays you. So this 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 you see what's so hurtful about this is that these are individuals who want to help by they're not receiving our communications. They didn't think we cared enough about what we do to respond. That is what got to me, others, and that's what still gets to us about this delay of our responses or the response of the web host to say, oh, we've got an issue here for months. So um, uh, it's, it's really it's really tough there as far as uh, volunteers are concerned, but uh, we now I have a backup uh, in our network, and we're using it more because of this. What 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 happened here? Yes. So uh, the, to uh, rephrase, uh, you, you, not rephrase your question, but I sometimes uh, get goes so left or right on what I'm saying that I do, um, and that's something God's working with me on, um, sort of 
not know if whether or not what I was asked was answered. Well, only so thing I can tell you, times, only thing I can tell you, brother R. B. is this, and I say this humbly and respectfully. And I'm talking to a man of of integrity. You prayed. God heard your prayer because what you shared just now that you thought was to the right was to the center where it was to be because it correlates to what we're talking about and what what do I mean. You see, when you're talking about caring, as you know, and you're being real about it, from the spiritual standpoint, as you know, you have three enemies. You can get yourself in the way or society can get in the way. And then there's that, that adversary, the spiritual adversary known as the devil. And, yeah. you know, uh-huh. uh, could you imagine uh, somebody telling Daniel that when, that when he prayed that there was a spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes, with some angelic being, his prayer had been uh-huh. answered, but he couldn't see. But when you bring it back down here on earth and you recognize that you care, but there, there may be some individuals, and I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying in my line of work, you know, the investigative work, um, uh-huh. there may be individuals with two legs that may not care. You see, Understand, I know you do, it's like that individual who's involved in crime. Why would Mm -hmm. those involved in crime want you to help the innocent, to help those to protect themselves? They would not. So they would do whatever is necessary to keep that person from being helped. Now, when you correlate it back from a spiritual standpoint, you're talking about a uh, a, a brother and, mm-hmm. and, and and others trying to help the people to be free to get up to have their eyes open so that they protect themselves. Well, why would the spiritual adversary want you to do that? So therefore, here, like you're saying that the web host has said, you know, why didn't somebody notify him some months ago? Well, the web host, not to specifically say uh, yours, but a web host should be on top of it 24 hours, seven days a week because. They are the servant of the one who is who they're there to provide that service to, so that they in fact can tell them what's going on. So in reality, uh-huh. even though you later learned on time that people who wanted to be of help, so that you so that they could join as one, they were able to still see as you see for yourself still the innate care that you have for the people. But at the same time, God allowed you to have the knowledge mm-hmm. so that as you went forth, you're now able to have a backup plan just in case something else humanly would happen. Though from a spiritual standpoint, God's not going to permit anything to happen unless he gives the authorization. But through it all, as you know, there's a lesson for each of us. And, and I and I appreciate uh-huh. what you're sharing Amen. because, you know, we tend to, irrespective of who we are, we tend to, uh, irrespective of knowledge, applied I'm knowledge just, uh-huh. and experience and so forth, we tend to put X amount of trust in those that we're relying on to be of help to us. Uh-huh. 
And then God comes along and let us know, hey, didn't I tell you to put your all in all in me? Because others <laughs> yeah. are going to let you down, but I'm not going to let you down. And that's why I come back to twofold. One, we started uh-huh. off in prayer. Two, Amen. you thought you got off to the right. No, you were where you're supposed to be because had you not sure. been, we would have never been able to, to talk about the rest of the story as we just did. Wow. Now, that that was really profound. It's nice having you on the show. Go, Gary. <laughs> hey, brother. It's, it's an honor to have you on. Like I said, I'm enjoying the fellowship because it's Thanks not often, and I say this very respectfully, it is not often, uh, and it's sad to say, but, you know, and God allowed me to say it to you, uh, while all of us are still here on earth, that it's an honor to have a brethren on who is real, who is sound in the faith, who is simply like-minded, just trying to help the people learn to help themselves while recognizing that you need somebody, but most importantly, you need God. Amen. I, I hear you loud and clear, so yeah, do you have more right now? No, no. So, well, yeah, oh, I'm going to oh, uh, so go to the next question to after you. The, I want to complete yes, the question. Yes, sir. Brother, hey, yes, sir. Thank you for sharing that, brother, and everything you said to us, me. You know how I do it in, in Christ many more times to you. Um, so there's the issue of there not being enough initiative among us to see that um, I think I'm backtracking a bit, but it's it, – it, um, I had lost my lost my uh, my place in terms of what you you were speaking about because a lot of what you were saying was is true, and so most uh, individuals. I am backtracking. Uh, most individuals in our country don't seem to have an interest in sharing critical information with the private home decision makers about uh, making the right decisions. And this is a challenge in faith. A lot of these individuals are also the victims or the potential victims themselves. This this is something you said uh, a while back uh, a a few minutes ago, and it was about residents being targets on a daily basis. Targets. This is, you, did, you probably didn't use the word, but this is, in essence, my understanding of what you were saying. And that is That's so right. true. Residents are targets on a daily basis, always. Just like Christians, as you mentioned about the beast a little while ago. It's true. We are daily, daily, daily attacked by this beast and residents are daily targeted and often victimized by others who are acting as his emissaries. So I guess, I mean, you're right. Everything that you've said so far, you're right. We compliment one another as we speak. And it's great that we, 
uh, entered in prayer, but I know you did it before me. So, <laughs> so praise the Lord. So uh, if you were to go on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or any social network, you'd find that there's scarcely a mention of home fraud. You'll, you'll notice that. There's a case of, uh, goes back some time, I don't have a note on that right now, but it goes back to, I believe, 2013. And it was about a senior who was defrauded. The number of views, and this here was reported, this, when this was also brought to my attention, there are similar videos, is that there were 37, or the number of views were about 37. Now, this here is something which happened to a senior citizen, not just a senior citizen, but an elderly woman in her 80s or 70s who took her for thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. She was miserable for roofing work. He took her money, left. And this occurred, I believe it was uh, 2013. I have to go back to uh, that, that particular story or just go back to my notes, but don't have time for that right now. Of course, I should have done that earlier, but I didn't think of it at the time. But, uh, but, uh, this is something that I also saw in 2019. In 2019, from 2013, the number of views were around 37. And, and that is really ridiculous. And when I say society, when I mention when I mention societal, uh, societal uh, what I was referring to were the people in general who are private home decision makers, especially. That's that's who I was referring to. Because anywhere you look, that is social online, you will find less than one percent interest. But you know something, Brother McCants? We've got 68% of the American population who are homeowners, who own their own homes, and most are seniors. We are living longer. So when you look on the search engines and you see the absence of that, and you see the absence of interest coming from the private home second, uh, sector. All are not on the line. All don't have internet service. But millions, millions use them. There are 200, over 200 million private home decision makers in America today. So when you don't see the presence, if you, when you don't see the, the representation, it's interesting. If someone sends you another video about maybe only 70 views or only 101 views, you, get, you see these things. And, and you know that 
this is something that's that's widespread. Out of 200 million private home decision makers in our country, at least about 50 million, you would think, view YouTube or is on social uh, social networks, but it's hardly mentioned. So there are challenges in this area to not only encourage others to um, get involved in forming our private home decision makers, but also to encourage the private home decision makers to get involved in their own because it's each one's accountability for what happens at the home. I have to go so, backtrack to that because I felt that wasn't fully answered. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, it's, again, it's your program. So we've been talking about uh, really home fraud prevention, and you just shared that really all of us have a role to play. Brother R.B., yes. does yeah. HGRBS provide any type of free contractor vetting Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> so, Carrie, this, this is not a it's not a funny question, but it's a funny mm-hmm. concept. But it's comparable to the general attitude of those who may be affected, who expect others to do what we should do ourselves in one mm-hmm. way or another. The nonprofit doesn't have the time to do this sort of what we call service validations and provide the information at the same time. We're basically an exclusive national information service. At this point, we weren't back then, Gary, when we first met, we weren't incorporated Mm -hmm. at that time. Right, we are now. And so we are specialized in media, especially online. And we cannot split ourselves from specializing in, in this path, having this model to go out to look at, uh, to, to, to investigate others or to, to validate their competence or whatever. No time for that. But each one who is to be affected by it, each one who has to make it this, the decision does. So it's up to that individual to look out for his household, for her household, for their household, those individuals, because it's not HGRBS's responsibility to do their work for them. They have to, to clean themselves, prepare themselves, cook their own meals. HGRBS cannot cook the meals for them. So this is something that is, is very, very critical in preventing home fraud because it's not the contractor alone or the uh, the, the, um, building tradesman or woman alone who is responsible. They have an accountability, but who made the decision to hire them? So we have to go back to the person who made the decision. 
So if the homeowner, the home renter, the home leaser is the one who made the decision, then there is an accountability there as well. So as far as betting is concerned, if your home is that important to you, instead of your own individual pursuits on Facebook or Twitter, or going somewhere that is not relative to the business of the home, immediate business of the home, of course we can go to these places. Visit it. That's what they're for. But if we've got major business to do, real serious business to do, which impacts our entire household, then if we do not have the unction to do this information, to get to the source, to learn who people are before we hiring, then it is primarily our fault. If we go to hell, it's primarily our fault. God does not want us to go there. If we go to heaven, it's primarily our fault. So it's really up to us individually to determine which direction we're going to go, which the result we're going to get. So when it comes to uh, service validations from contractors, if residents are not willing to do this themselves, then it is not our responsibility to do it for them. So we provide the information. God provides the word. But he's God. He also provides energy. We don't do that. But we provide the words to inspire others through Christ to muster the energy to see that this is urgent, more important than 10 hours on Facebook or 15 hours on Twitter. This is more essential. This is home. So foremost, HGRB, yes, would like to be part of it, to, to do it, but this is not her accountability. It's the accountability of each individual. We do this for, it's part of our other service ethic, is to help our government do their job, which they have a job to do, and that is to protect and to guide its citizens. The government in all 50 states, 51 counting D.C., which may be in the other, and in the commonwealths, they have instructions for how best to hire contractors. They have systems. We have systems in every state, every commonwealth of government which match. There's nowhere anyone can go in any of these places and not find the attorney general, a mayor, the governor, Aha, community protection or consumer protection or consumer protection division. That's everywhere. Government wants to help us more, but we sometimes rely too much on government to do things we should do ourselves. Not may want to do, but should do ourselves because it is given if we want to be happy, then we must do what's necessary to be happy. It's the thought process. It's the thinking process. So in order for us to that, I mean, in order for us to do what we can to prevent ourselves from be, becoming a victimized, then 
it is important that we learn what it is for us to do. We have to first learn. We have to know how to do it. We have to have a home policy, a house rule. We will not hire contractors unless they fill out our application, unless we run the application and see if whether or not this contractor is who or uh, uh, he or she says he is or she is. And if they can deliver, or she can deliver, or if she can deliver, we need the proof. We need the evidence. But if we don't have the, uh, the energy or the inspiration to say, okay, we have to do this because we don't want to have our home invaded by a parasite, well, it's on our side. So, no, HGRBS doesn't do anything in that area because it is not the responsibility of the corporation to do it. We provide All the information. Right. I was reminded when you were sharing about uh, our responsibility, I chuckled because um, <laughs> while in uh, school... You got to chuckle pretty much too, you know. <laughs> uh-oh. While in school, I was... Um, I had to... Uh, uh, was taking the constitutional law and limitations and legal research. And I had a uh, scenario where um, I was asking my attorney, personal attorney, to be of help. And he said something to me that I will never forget. He said, Gary, didn't you go to school for for this? And I looked at him and said, yes. (laughs) He said, um, so can you tell me why you can't do it yourself? <laughs> and I did, and, uh, and God gave the victory. But I say that to, to also say that through it all, I remember and haven't put it out there yet, writing the book, help me to protect you while protecting me. <laughs> and I say that because of what you're sharing. Uh-huh. We have a role to play, a shoe leather role to play ourselves rather than just Uh relying on others. Brother R.B., how can interested listeners contact you for more information or to become involved? Yes. Okay, I'll I'll do that. I'll just footnote for the last question you ask. The people who are disabled, the seniors, and the things which I mentioned, they can't do themselves. They probably don't have arms. They don't have legs. They probably don't have uh, computers. So for these, they have home care aides or ombudsmen, attorneys, relatives, whoever. They have able-bodied people, most, a lot, I get I'll take that back. A lot have able-bodied people around them who are able to access the information, to study the information, to train themselves through the information to protect the person they are paid, to protect relatives, for protecting their own relatives out of their passion and love for them. Individuals can do, and direct answer to the present question, what individuals can do is go online and connect with H 
GRBS flagship. That's H G R B S just browse flagship.com or just look out the dot com. And they will arrive on the website and they will see there's no banner or some other ridiculousness blocking their access unless they sign in, unless they uh, gave other personal information so that they can send junk mail, junk emails, and things of that nature. It's a free site, open source. They can go, and if they still would like to connect, it wouldn't be to RB since HGRBS is not RB. HGRBS is a collection of volunteers and information and anyone who's authorized to communicate in terms of inquiries is available for interested inquiries or interested inquirers, all the information we need is right there. So it's not necessarily to speak with RB since you know, really these days RB is a kind of a, he's had more than a 12-hour day and it's not even working, he's volunteering. And so RB doesn't have the time, but there are the volunteers who are willing to invest theirs to HGRBS, flagship, browse. All right. RB, for the remainder of your interview, the, the remainder of time that we have, let's turn toward your relationship with God. But first, why are you concerned with helping to truly enrich the lives of others beyond what money can buy? Uh, because some of the, a lot of what you say, most of what you say, all of what you say truly enriches the word of God. Uh, <laughs> in, in other words, it reminds us who's in control and who actually does the enriching. So it's really not HGRBS, but it's God who does the enriching. The beast does not. So what I, I mentioned that just to say that if we want our lives to be enriched, then God, he has in place certain principles. God uses different people to lay down his principles. Tony Robbins is one person. Some call him a beast, a devil. But he mentions a lot of things which God is saying. But it's just that some people aren't listening. Les Brown or Lee Brown. Brian Tracy. Uh, there's someone that we may miss. And that one is Oprah Winfrey. These are women and men who God inspires. As you see, most of what is done through them is not evil, but good. And sometimes we can know them by their fruit. So I, I just wanted to mention that about these people who are influential in our lives. So the information which HGRB offers 
can be enriching to those who are receptive to it. Those who are receptive to it can use this information and enrich their own lives. Although it's humanly seen, this is really coming from God to them as they succeed where they would like to. So no, we don't enrich in uh, others' lives in respect to the information provided. But the information is designed for those who are interested in doing it to enrich their own. What role has God played in your total sojourn? Wow. I guess he just answered that one, didn't he? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about for us, for true. us all. Be God. And, and so, <laughs> so our role is really what we uh, determine it to be. I can't speak for others. I can speak mostly just for myself, even though I am working with others. And as far as enriching, um, my, I, what can I do? He's always around. <laughs> and so all the great things, or even terrible things, which happen or has happened, well, I know who's in control. either allows it or sends it, but it's all towards our edification. So I sometimes go deaf and dumb and blind, and God has a way of shaking me out of it. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes it's more often than in others. It's a full circle. Because we are his. We belong to God. We are of God. We are the creator of all. We, we, not, oh, we are of the creator of all things. We are the greatest beings because of him anywhere known in the universe. So it's just the overall flow of life. The ups, the downs, the ups, the downs. Sometimes I'm so happy. I think of God. Sometimes when I'm like that, I don't. But he always has a way. Say, hey, RV. Hey, yeah, hey, how are you? Yes, so. <laughs> Caught again. <laughs> so um, so I, I'm just speaking in generality because there's no one thing for me to pinpoint to say, you know, to to answer in a way that I could be satisfied answering with. I just can't. It's like incomprehensible for me right now. What faith challenges have you faced while volunteering and trying to help homeowners? Well, uh, so I've mentioned, already, mentioned, already mentioned, uh, uh, mentioned a few uh, in this uh, program. So 
Well, uh, before HTRBS was incorporated, we're going back to uh, 2016. We made an agreement in speaking about the volunteers. We made an agreement to launch our first community alert campaign. And that entailed, wow, fire truck is, uh, what timing that is. <laughs> yes, but, uh, the first uh, community alert campaign. And that entailed going door to door, also speaking to people on the street about the services, the informational services of HGRBS. We were to give them pamphlets, cards, other information to get in touch with us for more information if they required it. But each time, almost each time, until I got tired of it, but each time we were to go out, someone had an excuse. Said, oh, no, I can't do that. Now, no, it's hot in summer. You know, or, oh, something just came up. Well, I've got to do this. This happened several times. But I had to go out. Praise God. Alone. No one met who, who was supposed to meet me. Anyone I was supposed to meet was not there. That was really tough for me. So I visited about, uh, I think, uh, uh, maybe 15 different cities in the Pacific Northwest. I knocked on doors, spoke on the, with people on the street. It's all in Christ. This is not all about RB. I'm speaking about what Christ is doing. You said the challenge, though. And some days it was just hot, so hot. It rained some days. So I wanted to get more people. I said, okay, yeah, we're down. We'll do it. We'll do it. This is, now we're already into September. The same thing. But what am I going to do? I'm, I, I, this is really distressing to me. And this is something which has occurred for off and on before God said, okay, are you tired of this? And that's when he suggested that the idea that I had about the organization was not the idea he had, since his idea was not to get a lot of people together or get people together and hold them to try to hold them together to do his will. He says, get those who are willing. Communicate with those who are willing to do those things. Wrap up this uh, portion of your questions. I, although I visited about 15 different cities in the Pacific Northwest, within these cities, I visited neighborhoods. 
a total of about 53 different neighborhoods since each city crossed over. I mean, each city has neighborhoods, and all neighborhoods are connected. And so when I landed in one neighborhood, I gravitated to another because it was in that city and it was just right across the line. So out of that, I learned a few things and uh, obviously learned a few things. But now, although volunteers, most, they do this, they do one thing, when they do another, they disappear. They've done their part. They've done their part. Every single volunteer with HGRBS is an A-plus volunteer. These are honorary volunteers for life. You're recognized, recognized as honorary volunteers because they put their hearts forward to do at least something. It's a large turnover as it was back in the old days. But the difference is that even so, each person fulfilled what he or she promised to do because they wanted to. So that that was the biggest, not the biggest challenge, but that was a challenge. Part of that was that HGRBS scarcely received any inquiries from those visited. Learned uh, years later though, about the reason. Because hardly anyone wants anyone to knock on their door and hand them a piece of paper. Hardly anyone appreciates these intrusions, which is for most. I believe, of course, I should have said, this was the reason HGRBS heard you received any responses for all the work I've done. Huh. Yeah. God says, uh, you got more experience, don't you? You couldn't do it, could you? I said, well, you gave me experience. I, at least I got your experience. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that was mm-hmm. really immense challenge. But there's something else, though. Each one of those people, when after, rather, HGABS is known like uh, some organizations, will remember those visits. Each person who remembers knows other people across the country so God is working something with this organization. He's, plant, he's planting seeds everywhere. And my faith is that before I die, I will see the fruit. And I thank God for the experience. And of course, I'll keep thanking him forever. Well, <laughs> it sounds like sounds like God has taught you during your challenges, and you've been strengthened. It also sounds yes, yes. like um, an intertwine of Elijah and Paul and Gideon, Brother R.B. What do you mean 
in our last few minutes, when you say you reap what you sow, so on, so on. I looked at one. <laughs> I looked at last night. I know where you got that, man. I, I said, oh, what did I say that? You know, I had to backtrack. Yes. But what I meant uh, in the, what I meant in that context is that if you do good things, good things will return to you. And this was really with reference to many of the people, especially volunteers, who do things, not because of their money, not because of money, but because of God in their hearts to do. And I was saying that when we do things like this, when we sow these seeds, oh, man, I, I just was hit by something, not physically, but spiritually. But when we sow these seeds of good, then in God, true to his word, more good comes to others, more good comes to ourselves. Ourselves. So, so on. So on. Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's, <laughs> All right. That, that, that's it. For, that's, I hope that answers your question there. Yes. So on. If you're doing good, keep going. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Solve it to them. Praise God. Blessings. Finally, any final words for the listeners? Yes, all. I have perhaps two things, but I would like to ask a, a question. And this is going back to something I mentioned yesterday about the level of interest. Now, it, it, of course, you're listening. Uh, this is for your listening audience. This is for you, listening audience. Thank you for uh, visiting Gary McCann's show, Challenges of Faith radio program. Thank you very much for being online all this time and tuning in. Don't know what you're doing in your life. I understand that things are terrible in some parts, but then not in others. And these are really, 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 really challenging days. I have to mention this, that this is not something, the corona, the flu, when it happens. These are not just things that, that occur, but especially with this corona. If we can remember the plague, the Hebrews, when God says, smack that blood in your post, stay in your house. I'm just send the plagues. If we can remember that and make a comparison to what we're going through now, we notice that those who comply with the safety guide or the safety 
guidance provided by government. Brothers and sisters, we know God says, be faithful to your government. The government is in charge. I put the government there. Now, CDC, of course, there's some parts you may not like, but the CDC is God, one of God's prime health authorities in government. There are a lot of people who are not listening to the health guidelines. <laughs> so this is a plague. And we can treat it like the plague that God commanded the Hebrews to place blood, to spread blood on their posts, their doorposts, and stay in. God is telling us to do the same thing. But those Hebrews who listened to God survived. Finally, another thing. If we are private home decision makers, we do have a responsibility to our household. We may want to take responsibility. The decisions we make impacts everyone in the home. So when we look at that contractor, man or woman, it building tradesmen. A building trades woman. We may want to see beyond what we're looking at. We want to know if what we're seeing and what we're hearing is true. Which times some say, well, I'm married. I've been married for 30 years. I've been married for five years. Well, I'm a woman, so you know how women are. But Corrupt contractors, these demon-sent personalities in terms of what they do, are married. There are some, rephrasal, there are some who are married, some who have children. There are cases where contractors bring their little children around to a resident's home. A resident is encouraged. This is a good man. This is a good woman. But they'll sing a different song, or they did sing a different song, after they discovered that this man or this woman, this married person, was a corrupt contractor, was a residential predator. So we cannot allow ourselves to be deceived in this way, to think that just because someone is our same religion, oh, I'm a Christian. So, we have to be careful there. Oh, I go to this golf club. Oh, I do too. I went to this school. These things are not relative to the business at hand. What do these things have to do with doing the right thing? Doing the right thing. Done on his home. 
and for the king. In fact, he was stealing both the big things that he had all Thomas's in. He recognized his contract to him, but he also had disability. We don't care. So please connect HDRBS and learn as much as you possibly can. Also, I would like to invite you to the other camps for having the show. And I thank you for knowing that you is a true messenger from God. He is a minister from God. Praise the Lord to Brother McCannis. To Brother McCannis, I want to lead forth to the closing. Harvey, my brother, uh, thank you for coming on Challenges of Faith Radio program and helping the helpless. And may our God continue to richly bless you, protect you and your family. Listeners, R.B. further says, I am always absolutely honored and proud to be among those of us whom are more concerned with helping to truly enrich the lives of others beyond what money can buy. R.B. says thank you for being a friend to those in need. And again, thank you for tuning in to Challenges of Faith radio program. You heard from R.B. Roberts, Senior Volunteer Associate. G-R-B-S. I'm Gary McCann.